Hello and welcome to Let the Growth Flow, a spiritual place to heal mind, body, and soul. My name is Alexis and I'll be your host. My hope for this podcast is to help people learn about all things spiritual at the same time allowing themselves to heal in any way that they need to. I plan to do that by sharing my own spiritual experiences as well as bringing other spiritual mentors onto the show. Hello guys, with me today I have Stephanie. Welcome Stephanie, otherwise known as the medium in the middle. Stephanie is a Reiki master and teacher, a medium, Akashic record record reader, and a psyche practitioner. Woohoo! Yeah, it's a mouthful. <laughs> it is. Thank you for being here with us today, Stephanie. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I like to always kind of start out with your why. What got you into all of this, all the spirituality, and what you do now? Ooh, good question. Um, ooh, good question. What got me into it was almost like I trip and, tripped and fell over a little stone and I fell into Reiki and then Reiki has snowballed into mediumship and Akashic Records and Psych K. So it was really interesting. But I think what like made me realize that this makes a difference and like this is there's a reason we're doing this and there's a reason why I have to do this was just different mediumship experiences where I was like, wow, this can change lives. And then like giving the gift of self-healing to people through Reiki and being able to teach them. I was like, everybody needs to know this and I need to tell everyone now because I'm involved in this. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Once you're in it, I was like, Oh, like, I don't even know how I would find fulfillment out of anything else doing what I do now, like with, with Reiki, with Akashic records, with mediumship, it's too life-changing to do anything Mm -hmm. else. And it's, really fulfilling and I love what I do every day and I see it as a privilege because you're touching so many people's lives yeah absolutely I love how you're touching on after doing this you can't imagine going back to anything else because it is life-changing literally um this sounds so maybe bad but sometimes when I go back to doing other things other than this I'm like I'm bored like this Mm -hmm. isn't filling me up the way these other things are yeah. And you don't see like the point or the bigger picture. It's like, mm, well, is this really worth my time when I could be doing something else? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> after that I was hooked. <laughs> so right now your main focus is, what would you say is? Ooh, I would say right now, my biggest focus is teaching Reiki. Uh, I've just seen like a big spike in interest and I don't know if it's because people are at home or if because the world's waking up or if because self-healing is becoming more mainstream I don't really care what the reason is, but I'm happy people are open to this. I'm happy people are investing in themselves. I'm happy that people want to learn how to self-heal because it's amazing. And I feel so privileged to be able to teach it as often as I do. And I love Reiki. I'm always dancing and saying how much I love Reiki. So yeah, I would say that's where my main focus is. And then of course I do my sessions, which is Reiki, Psych K and Akashic Records. It's a good mix, but I would still say like, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Reiki. Yeah. Reiki was kind of like your first love, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's really cool though, that even through everything else you've learned since Reiki, because Reiki opened you up to so much more that it's still your number one. I really like that. And I wonder if it's because it's the one I'm most comfortable with because I've been doing it for so long and I 
do it often. I'm Mm -hmm. like one of the lucky people that I get to do it for work. So I do it on people six days a week and I teach, you know, two or three times a month. So it's very much in my like life. So I'm very, very, very comfortable with it. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do this all the time because it's my favorite thing. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question for you, this spiral off question, but can you tell a difference for yourself between in-person and distance Reiki? Yes. And so I prefer in-person personally, just as the experience, but you actually get better results with distance. Okay. Yeah. So I know you like- Sorry, this is why I was asking. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out why, and I was like, why can I get so much distance and I think because there's no human connection you don't get like lost in like literally just having to walk around the bed if I'm on your left side and I have to walk to the right side that takes time if I'm trying to get to a certain spot on your leg or underneath your shoulder that takes time if I'm trying to figure out between your shoulder and your leg I have to move around with distance Mm -hmm. you don't have to do that it's all like me just working in your energy and I don't get lost in like you coming in, taking off your shoes, putting your coat on the door, us saying hello, laying down, like what distance is just on. We're going, here we go. So I find like, I personally, yeah, I'm always going to love in person. And that's why I still have my little teeny business in Banff, just so I can see people. But yeah, distance is actually faster results, I would say. Like I could do more in the same amount of time, which mm-hmm. is all, and it I took me a while to figure out like, why, like, why, why does this happen? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so curious. I've never asked another Reiki practitioner that before, especially ones that do distance often, um, because I noticed the same thing compared to distance to in-person. And I actually do more distance sessions than I have in-person, probably because I learned Reiki for the first time during COVID. Yeah. So everything was distance and I nobody has ever put it that way to me is that you're kind of really physically there you're worrying about every other aspect and I realize in my in-person ones I actually worry I take my shoes off during sessions I don't know if you do yeah and I worry about if I'm barefoot the sound of my feet going across the floor I'm like oh my gosh this is going to distract them but it's distracting me (laughs) yeah it's super interesting and even just like turning down the music turning on the music going to pick up like something I'm going to light going to light a candle going to grab my feather like you have to walk around the room to grab those things Mm -hmm. and yeah it doesn't seem like too long but when I'm sitting in my chair and everything's in front of me and I can just tell you to like what to do it's just yeah it's interesting I love both and I was opposite of you so I started only in person for years so when I started distance I was like no and then I talk about this in the podcast I like tested so many people and I didn't believe everyone I was like they're all lying to me and then eventually <laughs> after like 50 people you're like maybe they're not lying to me <laughs> yeah for sure I almost get self-conscious I think in person because the distance ones are so much stronger I say stronger but I think I just get more messages and like you said you get yeah. more done in the time and in person I'm like okay give me more what do I what am I going to have to talk about after this if I I am like this isn't about me it's about the healing coming down I'm still checking yeah. my ego often <laughs> I know and it's hard like we always have to check our ego and it's interesting that you say that because even in person like I always start at the feet and I'll start at someone's feet and I'll be like, oh, so your, your headaches and your shoulder and your blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what? You're on my feet. And I was like, well, I am just working distantly from here. So I do still try to mix it in so that I don't have to move around as much, but it's still fun. It is for sure. Thank you for answering that. It makes me feel better knowing that somebody else feels the same way. And the way you explained it made sense for me and it hasn't yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my next question is what is psych 
pay because I actually have never heard of it before until your podcast. So I would love for my listeners to get to know what it is if they're not sure yet. Yeah, Psych K is very interesting. So I also didn't know about it until someone else told me. And it was one of those things I'm like, ooh, I got to know. Um, but what it is, is essentially your mind and your subconscious mind it's checking to see if they're almost like on the same page. It's so if you believe you're abundant, but your subconscious mind doesn't believe you're abundant, you're going to act in your subconscious mind, not believing you're abundant. Um, or like, we all know kind of where our blocks are. We all know like, oh, I'm having trouble losing weight. Oh, every time I look in the mirror, I find the first thing that I don't like instead of the thing I do like, like we all have these things in our lives, but with Psych K, we go in and we actually test to be like, do does your subconscious mind believe you're abundant because yeah i can say i'm abundant but if i don't actually believe it then how am i going to act i'm going to act like my programming and my programming is my subconscious mind so it's so cool it's energy work like it's still energy work and you do releases and you just do it in a way different way than reiki it's very interactive um and some people are like i didn't know i was going to get a workout in because you're standing and you're sitting and you're marching and you're crisscrossing mm-hmm. and you're doing all these things um but yeah it's so interesting because we all have limiting beliefs mm-hmm. and it's just a way that you can actually change your limiting beliefs and then see a change like it's insane the changes that you can see almost immediately, like depending on how quickly, you know, if I don't believe I'm abundant, now I believe I'm abundant, how quickly can I manifest or whatever it is. But if you did something on heights, if you're afraid of heights, if you don't think you're beautiful, like even today I'd had a session and it was someone, she's like, oh, I hate working out. She's like, I just hate it. And then we finished all the the statements. And at the end, I was like, oh, like, how do you feel? She's like, so I never thought I'd say this in my life, but I really want to go work out right now. She's like, <laughs> I don't know why. She's like, I just like really have this urge that I want to go do like a sweaty workout. And I was like, oh, there's the statements working literally immediately. Like she was all of a sudden just motivated to go work out. And I was like, great. Like, bye. <laughs> yeah, Peace out. Enjoy your yeah, workout. <laughs> so sometimes it's immediate, but it's really cool with Psyche. Like once you learn about your subconscious mind and you can do this with other things that aren't just Psyche. So for example, repeating to yourself, I am abundant. I am abundant. I am abundant. Eventually you're going to believe it. It's just like, if you tell yourself you're beautiful every day, eventually you're going to believe it. If you tell yourself you're ugly every day, you're also going to believe that. So yes, our minds can be changed in a lot of different ways. There's like hypnosis, hypnosis. I can't say the word hypnosis techniques. There we go. Um, but psyche is like fast. So we can switch and balance a statement and take it from negative to positive within like four to six minutes. Super cool. I, I'm trying to remember because I've listened to all of your podcast episodes, but um, do you do like a meditation to shift consciousness or is it kind of no? No, you're conscious the whole time. So what we're doing is we're testing your subconscious mind. So there's different ways to test your subconscious mind, um, but you're, you are aware of it and I can surrogate for my clients, but I have, I teach them how to do it. And then I let them see the difference. Cause like, yeah, I can be like, Oh, it's testing negative, And now it's testing positive. Mm-hmm. But when you get to see it yourself and you see your body muscle test a certain way, you know, you're not lying to yourself and you can see people's faces be like, Whoa, I did fall forward. I'm like, yeah, it works. <laughs> well, that's super cool. Yeah. And just like, what a great way for clients to be at a part of it yeah and I love it because like it just like scientifically makes sense and there's a lot of science behind your brain and your Mm -hmm. subconscious and your conscious mind so for all the people who kind of want that like well how does this work it's like well here you go there's a bunch of information about it absolutely super cool thank you for sharing that and I was going to ask if you are comfortable sharing could you share how Psyche has helped you in one way Ooh. 
Okay. I guess I could share. I just did a manifestation story on our podcast episode about how I manifested a house. Mm-hmm. And Congrats, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. A condo. It's a tiny, tiny condo, but I'm calling it a house. And uh, it was interesting because it was, I think like the day before closing was supposed to be. And we were like still waiting on a bunch of things. Like there's all this red tape when you buy someplace. And I was just thinking like, okay, like what are my limiting beliefs? Like, and I went through like everything I could think of, like, do I believe I can own a house? Do I believe I can have a house in Banff? Do I believe that I can pay for the house? Do I believe I have enough money? Do like, and I was just testing everything. And it was so interesting because like in my like manifestation mind, I was like, I don't want there to be any holes in this. I don't want there to be any holes. I don't want to have a limiting belief. I don't want to have any problem with anything. Um, so it was interesting because I remember I was folding laundry and I was just trying to say different statements in my mind because with Site K, I kind of like to explain you have to find the hole. So it's interesting, like the word believe is very powerful. So if you believe you can have something, then you can like, that's different than I can have something. Yeah, you might be able to have something, but do you believe that you can have that? So the wording is very interesting and I know this. So I was just saying different statements with different wording being like, where's my hole? Where is it? Because there's like something missing here. Um, And that was really amazing because yeah, you see it like the next day I got the house. (laughs) Yeah, that was such an amazing episode to listen to and to hear your excitement screaming for an hour (laughs) yeah I bet that's huge I love too that you know you had said even I think you were like teaching Reiki when you kind of felt like the shift like everything slowed down and you're like I think I just got the house (laughs) yeah I was in class and I was like the matrix stopped for a minute and I was like what is happening and I was like oh they just accepted the offer that's what's happening (laughs) so (laughs) Super I mean, like the week before I watched the movie, the matrix, and now I'm obsessed with it. And now I, I, I'm like, everything is the matrix, everything. Yeah. Actually speaking of that, I've been wanting to rewatch that movie because I have watched that. There's a couple of them. Like, yeah. Three? I only watched the first one. Yeah. And, um, you know, they didn't make sense when I was a teenager and same with like Chronicles of Narnia and like Harry Potter and stuff. And like now being spiritual, I'm like going back and rewatching all these movies and I'm like, oh my God yeah it's nuts like this is actually not science fiction this is real life (laughs) yeah I know I say it all the time I was like we're in a matrix I did a poll actually yesterday or today on my Instagram being like do you believe that we live in a matrix and it was like 98% of people said yes and I like looked up the two people that said no and I was like what what you don't watch the movie you don't know (laughs) I know yeah super crazy but I am literally asking you about everything you do so Thank you for sharing with us all, but I feel like so many people in my life, uh, especially family members have probably never heard of this and they're like my number one supporters right now. So I'm like, I'm going to have you guys learn all about all of this stuff. So can you tell us about the Akashic Records next too? Oh yes. The Akasha, the Akasha is fun. So your soul, uh, if you believe in reincarnation and you believe that this isn't your first rodeo, this isn't your first time here in earth school. So the Akashic records kind of hold all the lessons that your soul has ever learned in all your lifetimes. Um, so it holds memories, it holds lessons. It just holds like this greater understanding of life. So you can go into your Akasha and you can ask questions about your life now. And based on what you've already experienced, they kind of provide information or they 
answer a question in a way that like you need to hear it or they give you an analogy in a way that helps you fix your problem so it's interesting so you have everyone has access to their akashic records you don't need someone like me to read them i mean i go in a lot so i'm pretty good i would say but everyone has access to it you can go look up online right now a prayer to get into your akashic records and go in um, but you go in with questions. So it's led by your questions. So because they have access to so much information, they won't just like word bomb you with a bunch of stuff. That's just overwhelming. So you have to be specific in what you're asking for. Um, it's like how, what, why questions about your life, things you want clarity on things. Maybe you're having a hard time wrapping your head around things. You need a different perspective on a habit that you have that you have no idea why you can't get rid of. And it's just like really interesting when you go into the Akasha, like what it can tell you and the information that it gets. But yeah, it is all led by your questions. So you have to ask for what you want because they will not tell you unless they, you ask because they have access to so much information. That's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you, know, you kind of hit like all my sidebar questions of can anybody access it? And I think that's crazy. And I almost want to say, and I keep reiterating it, I feel like in every episode, but I feel like everything that we practice and do, everybody has access to this. Yes. And I always tell people that I'm like, I'm not special. I just do something a lot. I'm like, I've done Reiki a lot. I've done Akasha a lot. So it's, yeah, like we are good at it, you know, because we do it for work or we've practiced it a lot. And I always compare it to professional it's okay. We love him. Uh, I always compare it to like professional sports. Like imagine like, yeah, I could be good at baseball, but until I practice every night for two hours and until I go to the games on Saturdays and until I, you know, do all the side work, I'm not going to be a professional baseball player. And it's the same thing with anything you're doing. You have to practice it to get good at it. So yeah, you can go into your Akasha tonight, not knowing anything, you, the listeners, and yeah, you might not get a bunch of answers. It might just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but you can still do it and you can practice. And if you want to go in every night and do it, get a little bit better, get a little bit better. Um, but Yeah. I always say like, that's why I always tell people I practice on 50 people before I release anything new. If you've practiced on 50 people, imagine how good you'd be by then. Like we all practice, you know, on three people. And then we're like, okay, why aren't I an expert yet? It's like, well, practice on 47 more people and then see how you're doing. Right. Absolutely. I love that. And I was wondering if you would share just briefly a good versus a bad question that somebody could ask in the Akashic records. Um, a bad question is what is my purpose? <laughs> I asked that. I asked you that question. I know. And it's not, okay. So I want to give like a pros and cons list. So the pros list is they will kind of like nicely tell you about like not life's purpose, but they'll tell you that like, you don't have, like, they always say you're not here to do one thing. And then when you, you, you tick that one thing, you like, you know, the game ends and you die and you go back to zero or whatever. Um, So, you know, if someone needs to hear that, they're not just here for to be a mom or to be a banker or to be whatever, um, then I think that's a good question. But a lot, I I also think that you can ask a better question to get better answers, especially depending on the information you're looking for. So Mm -hmm. when people ask that it's, I'm like, oh, you're going to get such a generic answer. Like they're not going to tell you your purpose is to be a banker. Your purpose (laughs) is to be a mom. They're not going to tell you that they're going to tell you like your purpose is whatever your choice is. And it's ever changing. And your purpose when you were seven is different than when you were 30, than when you were 60. And they kind of always explain it like a game. They're like, you're not here to check off these five things and you Mm -hmm. die instantly because you completed your purpose. Like, so it's not so like, 
I just think it's a bad question because you're not going to get the answer that you want. No one's going to yeah. tell you your purpose is X. They're going to explain it in some like expanded way. So you're not going to get a straight answer. And I just feel like you could ask more, more better questions, better questions <laughs> more in order to get more information. Yeah. Just, or be like, they're also not going to tell you what job you're meant to be in because of free will, because of choice. Like, mm-hmm. all right, am I in the right job? well, do you want to be in that job? Like, do you enjoy your job? Like, why are you asking someone else? Yeah. Um, so I feel like any of the questions, like anything that has to do with your free will or your um, choice, they will never tell you. They'll tell you possibilities. They'll be like, well, why do you think that? Do you think because if you quit, blah, 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 are you scared of that? And what if you stay with it? And what are you learning? Mm-hmm. And what do you need to know? And what do you need to take away from this? And they'll ask you questions back to be like, why are you asking this dumb question about what you should be doing? Because what if you went into your cash? I'm getting on a tangent here. Go but- for it. <laughs> What if you went into your Akashic Records and your Akashic Records told you that you should be planting trees? What if you're like, well, I, I don't like planting trees. I don't want to be outside. I, why, what do you mean? Where am I supposed to even go to plant trees? They're like, well, that's your purpose. So <laughs> you plant trees or you're not doing your purpose. And you're like, what? Like people think their purpose is going to be like, go be a healer. Like go dance in the stars. Like, mm-hmm. no, what if they tell you your purpose is to be a banker? What if you yeah. don't even like the bank? Like, so I just feel like you're asking for something you're not going to get. And if you have the expectation of like, yeah, just tell me all this la la foo-foo stuff about purpose, then that's fine. They'll talk to you about it. And it's always like, I'm always like, oh, I hate this question. But then they always give a good answer. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, okay, you know, that was a good roundabout way of telling them to figure their shit out. Sorry, can I? Exactly. No, you can cuss. You're good. And um, it's so true because I think back, I think honestly, that was probably about a year ago, maybe less than a year that I had my first Akashic Record reading session with you. And I was so lost. I'm like, I need somebody to tell me answers because I know what I want to do, but I'm too fucking scared. And I, I literally think one of the things that came up for me in that reading was you don't need to rush anything. Like maybe you're going to be a teacher for five years while you develop and then do things during the summer. And clearly I like to rush everything. And I was like, we're going to do this now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think good questions are like, so for example, even with that, you could be like, okay, why do I have so much fear around this? And what do I need to know about it so that I can actually work through it? Because then they could be like, oh, good question. Well, you have fear because in the past you've had these experiences, so it's holding you back. But if you're able to recognize it, then it's going to help you move forward. And this is how you can move forward. Like, I feel like that would be a really good question because they can actually provide you with something that you can take away and like put to use. So I, but I always say, you have to do the work in your questions. You can't just ask, you can literally go to Google and get all these basic questions and you're Mm -hmm. gonna get the most basic reading and then I'm gonna leave it and I'm gonna be like, oh no. But if you do the work and you like, some like sometimes people choke up when they're saying their questions. Some people are crying. They like, Mm -hmm. these are deep, we're doing the work and Akashic Records aren't gonna do the work for you. Just like everything else. Thanks for coming to my Akashic Records TED Talk. But like (laughs) sometimes people ask like, you know, what, why was I adopted? What do I need to know about that? Like, what do I need to know about that? Like abandonment issue that I've been living with my whole life. Like they're big questions or why did I have this certain experience with my mother? Why are my, my, um, you know, the closest relationships are always the most difficult, but sometimes we do need someone else to remind us of that. And I always say, they're not going to tell you anything that you don't already know, but sometimes we just need to hear it. It's like talking to yourself. So that's what the the Akashic record is like talking to yourself, but yourself is giving you the answers that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. we're not sugarcoating anything here we're like no well you do this because of this and you're like oh yeah i know that's why it's not some uh, magical other reason why you your, your purpose is to be a banker not a fairy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you leave the session like 
Yeah, and then I like open my eyes, and everyone's like, uh, 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 and I was like, so I'll send you. <laughs> so funny. Um, okay, one question, and it's still about the Akashic record. So maybe this is just our like go to topic for today, but. I was curious yeah. <laughs> what it looks like to you if you see anything or yeah just I don't know if that makes sense but like can you see anything what's it look like to you Ooh, yeah um I don't see anything I so when I first went into the records I was I received messages in a very like I can't think of the word right now but they would like show me like a river with like the water flowing over the rocks and I had to like interpret the meaning mm-hmm. and I'm a very literal person I'm like uh-uh I'm like I'm not interpreting stuff for people and I'm gonna right now you're going over the rock and the river's about to smooth out <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. I was like this is not gonna work people we need a new system so now I close my eyes I see nothing it feels like my eyes are glued shut and it literally just the easiest way I can describe it is it feels like they just take over my mouth if you ask me what the next word I was going to say was going to be, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to answer. Like I can hear what I'm saying, but I don't know what they're saying. Um, so I don't see anything. I don't hear anything. It's literally like they take over my mouth. It's like the closest thing to channeling that I think I'll ever get to, but it's very interesting. Everybody it also gets it differently. So you might get imagery. You might just get words. You might just get one word. Um, I have like a few friends that are just like, oh no, I just like see things and I understand. And I'm like, no, I'm too literal for that. Like you need to tell me the words. Um, So it's just, they take over my mouth and that's it. That's nice though. Cause then you're not sitting there interpreting what you're saying because anytime I have been in them, I just see pictures. Like I, the, and actually I've seen it different ways too. So it's weird. That's why I was curious to ask too, because the first time I went in, it was literally like, just walls of bookshelves like yeah as tall as can be as long as can be and then like I went into mine and I I don't even know just like books everywhere second time I saw it though was like in my mind's eye and I wasn't in a meditative state and it literally like you know old picture film yeah it literally looked like ethereal like that almost like blue going Mm -hmm. through and I just saw pictures in each frame and I was like do you see spirit when you see them so recently I have but before Uh, like the last like two weeks um in my mind's eye okay yeah so like they will show me a picture of themselves but the last Mm -hmm. two weeks has been crazy I actually haven't talked about this on the podcast yet so I was walking in a crosswalk and it's like it faded in all of a sudden and when that That happened I was that's what I'm saying I was like like I literally like the cars because I was right in front of all the cars when this was happening. I literally stopped dead in my tracks and I like blinked my eyes like that like three times and then it like faded away and I like texted my fiance. I was like, oh my god, I just saw spirit. And then um, the second time actually was like last weekend. I just moved into this apartment and my roommate, um, one of my roommates, I was talking to her and all of a sudden I started getting info from somebody on her like spirit team who's passed and um all of a sudden I actually started to see an outline standing right next to her and it was just like the aura at first like it was the whole whole shape of a person and then it was just like white outlined and then like the clothes faded in and then flashed his face 
so quickly and went away like just enough for me to see his face once and I same thing I was just sitting there like she was talking to me and I was like and I just that, couldn't even yeah. I'm still that's I'm still, happened to me only once same thing I like double blinked my eyes I like opened my eyes bigger and I was like is this real like I pinched myself I'm like am I real and I'm like are you real and then yeah then they're gone and I was like I just saw a ghost so, but then I yelled, no. And I was like, no, hell no, hell no, 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 uh-uh, no. And I, I think for like an hour and it was like three o'clock in the morning and I was like yelling, no. And I was like, we are not doing this. You are never showing me that again. I do not need that. No, 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 never. And no, no, no. Yeah. And it's definitely not. It's scary. Neat. It is scary. And it's you not don't need needed. That. <laughs> no, I'm, I have to say though, I'm kind of glad that it, that it has happened because I, saw saw spirit all the time when I was younger like the last memory I have of it really scared the shit out of me and I Mm. think that kind of blocked it off for me and so and I think I was literally maybe five or six when that happened like remember it so vividly it scared me so much so I'm like okay maybe I'm finally working through that (laughs) that one but Yeah. yeah definitely don't want to be seeing them all the time I'm like setting the boundary like in a session's okay yeah. but I'm still like le- weary because I'm like I don't know if I want to just see I feel like some mediums describe it as they can see people people and spirits and I'm like that would just thank you no thank you Mm-mm. I like the system we have now and I we don't need to change anything <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. so yeah cool thank you for sharing about the Akashic records too and I do love that you're so literal. I feel like I no, I do gain. It's like do a fault. <laughs> I would disagree though. I feel like I've learned so much from you and your podcast, even too, about setting boundaries and asking for specific clear things, because honestly it is as simple as that. Sometimes it's like, I'm not understanding that you need to give me something else. Yeah. yeah. If you and want I this. Always, like in my mind, I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like say this more clearly or we're moving on and your message isn't going to be like delivered. And especially with the Akasha, like if you want to not receive through imagery, just be like, can you just give me words? Yeah. Like take over my mouth for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same go. thing. We don't have time for this. I can't no, I don't, here. I don't, I don't got time for this. <laughs> and it does. I feel like you end up getting, if you were to receive only images and have to be interpreting them, that's so much more work for you. And I feel like the sitter wouldn't get as much out because you're yeah. sitting there half well, the time. And it, yeah. It gets into like also when you're trying to interpret like spirit messages. I'm like, okay, well, they're showing me a basketball. Like, did they play basketball? Did they coach basketball? Did they have a basketball? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want me to say about this basketball? And then it's the same thing like with the Akasha. I'm like, I don't want to interpret this. It's their information. Just tell me. I know. Tell me. Akasha, tell everyone. Just tell me directly. Write me a letter. Leave it in my inbox. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Because I always like to say too, it's like a puzzle with pictures like it's a picture puzzle and they're sending me different pieces of the puzzle and I have to sit there and put it together so bear with me (laughs) yeah I always say blind charades (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's the scariest part about medium readings for me I'm doing practice ones right now and I just like can't bring myself to fully send it and call them Mm -hmm. non-practice sessions because I'm like I want to hone it in and get to the point where it's like boom this means this that means that yeah but I think it'll always be different. Like a basketball will sometimes mean you're a coach. It'll mean you're a player. It'll mean whatever. 
you had a basketball at home. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you like to play but, basketball. Yeah, you like basketball. <laughs> We're talking about this. And I always think like, especially we get in our own minds, just say what you get. If I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm seeing a basketball in a case. Oh yeah, he had got that as a award. Cool. If I was like, okay, a basketball in a case, what could that mean? What am I thinking? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But just like when it comes to spirit, just say what you get. Cause that's usually what's right. When we are at our interpretation to it, that's when it all goes wonky. It does for sure too. I find too the most comfortable settings for me. I've actually read for my fiance's mom a couple of times and she's super open to all this. And just, I always feel comfortable around her and some of like the most clear messages come through when I'm doing Reiki on her because I know she's yeah. there for it. And I'm like, I don't really care if I mess up. I'm just saying yeah. exactly what's and coming to no mind. Judgment. And I think mm-hmm. like you'll call in people who have that same outlook where it's just like, whatever you can give me, like, even if I don't figure it out for three weeks, I've had someone like come back to me six months later and they're like, Steph, you told me the name Troy six months ago. You know how long it took me to figure out who Troy was? And I was like, how long? She's like, three weeks, three weeks. It took me. She's like, I was going to message you, but then I didn't. And now I'm telling you six months later. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even remember saying that. (laughs) It was my sister's husband. How did I not know it was my sister's husband? But like in the moment you just like, if I didn't say Troy, like the whole thing wouldn't have Mm-hmm. It's also interesting. I don't know if you've had medium readings done for yourself, but it's totally happened to me before when my great grandma was coming through for somebody and they were like, her, was her name Mary? And I was like, no, like she went by a different name, but her first name was Mary. I'm like, my cousin's name is Mary, but my great grandma, no. And then like two days later, I'm like, yeah, no, I know. I'm like, that was just right over my head, but I think yeah, her name like Mary. the dear. Yeah, I literally like messaged the lady on Facebook and I'm like, I don't know what I was thinking, but it is like, you're just like, when it happens, it's like, what? Like, (laughs) you can't think sometimes. Yeah, I know. That's why I tell everyone, I'm like, okay, just take it home with you. Like, okay, you don't know who Troy is right now. Maybe you will tomorrow. And it's true when I'm, I'm the worst sitter because I can't think of anyone. Everyone's like, do you know this person? I'm like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." I'm like, just tell me everything and I'll write it down and I'll figure it out later. Because I feel like in the moment, like when they're getting messages, I just like write it down. I write it down. I call my mom and I was like, do you know this lady? Because once my mom's grandma came through and I never met her. Um, Mm. She was like, my mom barely met her. Um, So she was like, that's my grandma. But like at the time she's like, do you have an an old lady with long hair and a bun? And I was like, no, I know no one like that. And I (laughs) I should write this down because I bet you it's someone I know that's the thing it's funny you say that too because I was about to say I take it all in and then I call my mom call my grandma call yeah, my great aunt I'm like call everybody yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know my family's used to it by now I'm like so I have a lot of medium friends now we're all practicing on each other I'm like who's this dad this is for you you know anyone <laughs> when you were seven are you sure like <laughs> yep mm-hmm. Jake, well, this it's is like coming it's, through. yeah it's taught me how to be a better sitter because I'm like you just have to take everything and then figure it out later Mm-hmm. And just really listening. I feel like so often people, even myself, like we listen to respond instead oh, of yeah. listening to listen. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've had people tell me no before I even finish the sentence. And I was like, what? I'm like, I didn't finish. How do you yeah, know it's a no? I'm like, I'm not even going to tell you now because you're so no. <laughs> you're like, let me, li- let me finish. I was about to say, let me listen. So <laughs> There we go. Um, all right. My next question for you is trust about trusting and following your intuition. What are your tips for listening? Oh, okay. What are your tips? 
Okay. I call this, I think I talked about this in, a, in the podcast. I call this the car accident. So I have this podcast where I talk about how I got into a car accident and we've talked about this too. And it was like, I was renting a car that day and it was like, everything in my mind told me to like, turn the car around. Don't rent the car. Don't go that day. Don't go. And I like literally turned around four times, but then I was like, what am I doing? No, keep going. Mm-hmm. Got into the car accident. And it was like, I will now always know if it's selling me to turn around. I don't care why, if my car won't start, that means I'm not meant to go. If I'm any of those things, but we all have that one situation where we didn't listen to our intuition. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, I knew it. I should have listened. I should have known. So just take that one car accident because you can get into multiple car accidents in your life and your intuition will keep telling you that you're like, you should have listened to me and you should have listened to me and you should have listened to me. But if you listen that first time, if you take that car accident and you remember it every single time you get that feeling and you're like, wait, last time I got this feeling, I got into a car accident. So maybe I will just turn around. And even if you never know what happens, you'll know, you know, so I you'll know it was take a better, yeah, you know, it was better. So I always say like, take that smack in the face and like carry it in your pocket remember it like bring it up often because then when it does the opposite for you and you start to trust your intuition and you start to like oh I I like felt a yes and I did yes and then you were right and then you like felt a no and you did no and then you were right and then you felt a yes and you were right and you and you're like oh okay okay now I'm like getting all this evidence that like when I have this gut feeling I know it's true it's like collecting evidence. You need to collect evidence on your intuition. How do you work? What is your yes? What is your no? What is your get out of the car? Um, but once you have your yes and your no down, it's easy because it's it's so easy. It's like, nope, not today. Yep, it is. Yep. Ah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. So it's always like, yes, no, pause. If you can learn your yes, no, pause. This is what my mentor taught me. And I will like scream it from the rooftops. First, learn your yes. And if actually, no, first learn your no, first learn, your no. everyone knows what no feels like. Yes. And if you're like, well, I don't know what my yes feels like if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Mm -hmm. So learn your no, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And then you'll learn your yes. And then you'll learn your pause, but first learn your no, because your no's will just save you from lessons that you don't need to do. Super true. Yeah. I love that. And if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, because that's so true. It's like, why do we, and everything, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yeah, absolutely. And we just like force it to fit because we're like, like you said, what am I doing? Just turn the car around. And I feel like sometimes it takes like those crazy experiences where you're like, well, I knew I wasn't supposed to go that way. And I freaking did it anyway. And this was the outcome. I think I messaged you because like similar thing happened. It was actually like, you got in an accident. Yeah, it was luckily it was like nothing crazy, but and it was such a quick instant. Like I was driving and I was like in one lane to go straight and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go this other way. And I'm like, well, I really should go straight. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to turn. And then like 20 seconds after I turned that yeah. turn instead of going straight is when the accident happened. But um, you don't know what would have happened if that's, you went straight. That's what I always say too. So it's like a battle yeah, you too. You don't know what worse could have happened if you went straight. So that, that little is- fender bender, even though it seemed bad, was like, nope, thank you. Rather have this, rather walk mm-hmm. away. That's exactly what I say too. Cause I'm like, mm, I should have listened to my intuition, but I'm like, what if I was listening to my intuition by yeah. turning this way, even though I wanted to go straight and wanted to go this way, because if I would have went straight, it would have been like a way worse accident. Yep. So then it's like, well, whatever ended up happening. I know it's for my highest good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I know when you told me that story and I was like, it would have been worse if you went, she went straight. Like that was my instant thing. So yeah. Like sometimes that does happen where you're like, Oh, like I should have known, but then this bad thing still happened. It was like, Number one, either it would have been worse or you needed to learn that bad thing. 
Like you need it. Yeah. Like sometimes you need Mm -hmm. to actually go through shit. Life isn't rainbows and butterflies all the time. You're not going to avoid every single lesson. So sometimes, yeah, you needed to date that guy for three years longer than you needed to. And then you broke up, but then you learn that lesson and you will never, ever forget it for the rest of your life. Yep. So, and it's almost like, I think I needed to be humbled a little bit that time because I was just like, everything's in alignment. I'm moving to California. I quit my job that I don't like. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So I still needed to learn the lesson and pay attention yeah. while I'm driving you instead grounded. of, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was, and I dealt with way other, you know, like it brings up other things because I, I got ticketed for that accident because basically what happened was there was like a huge tree stump in the road. Somebody slammed on their brakes. The person behind them slammed your, their brakes. And then it was me. And I was by a cemetery and I was like, Da-de-da-de-da. and then I was like, ah! and I swerved. And when I swerved, I hit somebody else. And then the kid was like younger than me. And he was like, my neck really hurts. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, literally crying. I was like, I, he's like, it's okay. I'm like, no, I just hate the idea that I caused somebody else pain. And then that was a whole other lesson and trigger that I needed to work through too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of course you were by a cemetery spirit was probably like, hi, you were being grounded for sure. It's like root chakra, root chakra. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I also wanted to have time to let you talk about your upcoming um, workshop about boundaries. So tell us a little bit about that. Ooh, yeah. So I feel like I'm always talking about boundaries. And I always say, like, remember my voice in your head, like yelling, because I'm Lebanese. So I yell. And I'm like, remember my (laughs) voice in your head yelling to like, protect you. And you're all the only soldier for your energy. So I realized that I've never actually like taught people how to make boundaries. I'm always just like set boundaries, like have a boundary. Um, So this month and meeting in the middle, we're actually going to talk about how you make a boundary, what you need them for. Um, So they're going to be like personal boundaries and spiritual boundaries. So you don't have to like have spirit in your life to be like, Hey, I need to sleep at night. Um, But we're going to talk about like, where in your life do you need a boundary, figuring out where in your life you need a boundary and then adding it in and how you do that. Because I get that not everybody knows how to set a boundary and I'm just yelling all the time, like set a boundary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're going to workshop that this month and I'm excited. It's at the end of the month is the last Thursday meeting in the middle. Awesome. Yeah. I love that too, because I remember the first time somebody ever told me to set a boundary and it's when like medium stuff was first coming in and I was help. And they're like, set a boundary. And I'm like, a boundary. What's that? that? Yeah. I literally had no idea. I'm like, I actually don't know what that is. Like I'm the person that says yes to everything because I don't like to say no. So help me. And I think that's way more common than we think is that people just don't. It's not something that's common to talk about or like, you know, it's not like our parents are like set a boundary. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. At least that wasn't my experience. And I feel like the people around me, it wasn't theirs. No. And like, we also like, don't see other people have boundaries. So how can we know? And yeah, of course, like we're all spiritual and empaths. So we'll help everyone. Mm -hmm. And we're also people pleasers. So we'll say yes to everything, but I've like boundaried up so much that I say no to everything. And my friends will be like, Steph, you have to do this. And I'm like, well, I suppose that I can, you know, leave my house today, but like you, (laughs) I just protect my energy, like Mm -hmm. so strongly. I just say no to everything. And I'm so used to it now that I'm like, oh, I need to still do things in my life. Um, But yeah, like you are the protector of your cup, of your water, whatever you want to think of it. And it's, yeah, you're so right. Like people don't, you don't see other people having boundaries. And if you, 
you do it's always like maybe has like a negative mm-hmm. like thing like even I still remember there was this one guy in my high school and you know when cell phones I'm kind of older than you but cell phones just like kind of were new Mm-hmm. And we were all like on our phones all the time, just like we are now. But That's it was like, if your phone rang, you were like, you answered it like halfway through the first ring. Like if yes. someone texted you, you text them back in like 30 seconds. And like, if some, it was all of these things. And I remember he like left his phone in a different room. And I was like, don't you want to bring your phone with you? And then he's like, my phone doesn't have control over me. He was like, I'll answer my phone when I want to. And I was like, oh. and I like, I always remember that because I was like, he was like so ahead of the times. I'm like, he's so smart. It's true. Like I never answer my phone ever. Every, my friends hate me for it. They're like, you never answer your phone. I'm like, no. I'm like, the phone is on my time. Uh, you don't, don't get me when your phone rings. I'm like, yeah, if I, if I can answer, I will. But 99% of the time I can't answer. And then it's like, I won't call you back for three days. You know, like I'm, that's not rude. That's my boundary. Like when I have right. time, I'll call you back. When I have time, and I'll energy. text you back. Oh yeah. It's en- everything is energy. Everything yes. is energy. And so. I feel bad. Sorry, mom. Sorry, grandma for hearing this, but there are my two in my life where it's like, flex, you didn't answer your phone. Or like my mom will call three times and she's a worry wart. So then she texts yeah. me, I need to know you're safe. Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm okay. I just I'm alive. Like a, I'm alive. But like, I need an energy break. Yes. <laughs> like, no, I'll it's true. It took me. It took me years, years to like break that with my parents. Cause I like, yeah, moved across the country. Mm-hmm. And even still, if I don't call my grandma every day, she's like, you didn't call me yesterday. And I was like, I called you the other six days this week, but, <laughs> but the one day um, I did it, that's what yeah. you choose to focus on. <laughs> but now, now after years with my mom, my mom used to too, she'd call me like three times a day. She's like, what'd you eat? And I was like, do we really need to talk three times a day? So now the boundary is like, I call her mm-hmm. and she's like, she's like, I don't want to bother you. And I'm like, yeah, perfect. I'll call you. And then she always answers. Cause she's a mom. And I was like, you'll always answer. And I was like, when you call me, I won't always answer. <laughs> yeah. So that's my boundary. I call you, you know, when, don't worry, I'm alive. That's mm-hmm. also why I post so much on Instagram. If you want to know I'm alive, <laughs> check my Instagram. You'll see what I ate. You'll see what I'm talking about. You'll see what I'm wearing. You'll see what I'm doing. Everything. <laughs> you'll see I'm completely safe and happy. I'm secure. I'm alive. Yeah. I'm sitting in this chair in my basement apartment, not doing anything. <laughs> Seriously, do you ever like think how much time do I spend sitting here, but I'm actually doing so much, but I'm like, okay, I need to get up and move. Like whenever I see your Instagram stories of you standing and eating, I'm like, literally, because it's like you're at your computer or on your phone, like sending all the things out. It's like, I need to stand when I am not meant to be because I'm sitting so much. I know, it's funny. I'm like, why do I stand here and eat like this? But I'm like, I need to stand up because yeah, you'll sit here forever. I need to take myself for a walk. I like force myself to take out the garbage. Mm-hmm. I just had a thought to get wrapped up in work. Mm-hmm. I had a thought too about just setting boundaries and people pleasing too. You said there's like a negative connotation around people when they do set boundaries. And then almost on the flip end, there's like a positive light on people who are like seen as, ah, what word do I want to use? Like, I don't yeah, know. Like, like, they're doing everything for everybody like else. People like, pleaser, the givers. Yeah, they do yeah. everything. Yeah. And it's like, that is should have never been in a positive light and no. it should never be like and it should be opposite. Out. no yeah one it of my favorite opposite it should be like if you are people pleaser, someone's being like hey I think you should probably say no because I just saw you say yes 17 times like <laughs> one of my favorite things my best friend out here she always yells at me for saying sorry especially because I'm I recovering people pleaser I'm trying not to say sorry whenever I say no I can't go out I'm like no I'm sorry I really have to do this and she's like stop saying I'm sorry so then the times that I don't say sorry I love it because she's like she says, I job. respect that boundary like good job like setting nice. your own boundary I'm like 
thank you for helping me grow. <laughs> yeah, I know something right now I'm working on. I see it all over the internet. So like, thank you, the internet. It's like, no is a full sentence. And I was like, yes, it is. Like, no is a full sentence. It's like, no, because no, um, no, sorry, but it's like, no, no is a full sentence. Yeah. And I was like so many times you, yeah, you just like, you want to be like, oh, I got to work. Oh, I got to do this. Oh, I got, I'm sorry. I can't do this. How about tomorrow? What about the next day? I'm like, no is a full sentence. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you have to have the explanation of yeah. why you can't. And it's like, I don't owe that to anybody. Even no. I think back to when I was still teaching and be like, I'm taking a paid time off because blah, 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 blah. And it's like, they don't care. Just send it in. Yeah. Literally no one cares. <laughs> yeah. Literally <laughs> the only person that cares is me because I feel like I'm hurting somebody. Yeah, feelings. no, it's true. <laughs> So I tell myself, like, I, I still have to work on boundaries, obviously, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, no is a full sentence. No is a full sentence. Like, remember that. Mm-hmm. And then I, do you ever find yourself like, you're like sending no, sorry, blah, 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 blah. But then you erase it. And then you're like, just no. And I'm like, oh, that's too short. That's too mean. I'm going to use that now though. No is a full sentence. No is a full sentence. <laughs> and sometimes when someone's like, why? I, I say no is a full sentence. Um, I can just imagine (laughs) their faces like my friends are totally (laughs) used to me now I think it's more like new people they're like oh okay and like people will straight up expect uh, respect your boundary when you set it I saw this other meme that's like people treat you the way you like allow them to treat you and I'm like Mm -hmm. this is so true like we literally show people how they can can or cannot treat us like can you call me three times a day and I'll pick up or like whatever it may be so it's just interesting I was like no is a full sentence and people will respect your boundaries but if they don't know what that is and how do you know I think I'm the worst where like if I don't want to do something I just won't answer so you have to like triple text me and I'll be like oh it's too late now <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, like oh, I didn't see it till now. Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> already in bed. <laughs> I may be guilty of that too, but so if you don't want to say no, just don't answer <laughs> until you yeah. learn how to set a boundary when you come to my course at the end of this month. <laughs> There's my shameless plug. <laughs> exactly. There you go. All right. Well, I had one final question, and if you could leave listeners with one word of advice, what would it be? like one word or like a sentence no you can do a sentence I just you know okay um I want to say something lame like follow your intuition but that's not good um I would say if I one word of advice would be to okay I'm kind of a hard ass so my word my advice would be that no one is gonna do the work for you so stop looking because you're not going to find it. You have everything within you, everything you need, you already have. There's nothing hiding underneath some stone that you have to go dig rocks in your garden for. No, just do the work and you'll get the results. Don't do the work and you won't get the results. It's literally as easy as that. But remember, no one is going to do the work for you. That's Steph's advice. Hell yes. Love it. (laughs) And it's needed. We need to hear it. I needed to hear that like 10 times a day a year ago (laughs) oh my gosh I know I know and And it's so hard and I feel like that's like my niche in the internet is I'm gonna be the non like fluffy sugarcoating anything I'm like no you gotta do the work for you no figure it out like no but I'll be the one that pushes you and I'll be the one that asks you the question but I think like yeah if you're always looking outside of yourself you'll be looking forever and you'll never find what you're looking for yeah if you start realizing that you have all the tools in your tool belt you need to learn how to use the tools then you'll be fine forever. You have everything you have to fix everything. 
Absolutely. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I had one question before we wrap up. Do you have a sore throat? Um, no. Someone does though. Yeah, someone has a sore throat. Don't know who. It's not me, but maybe. Maybe I'm gonna have a sore throat after this. Actually, you know what? Maybe I do have a swollen cheek. Maybe that's what you're feeling. Is it your left side? I like no, that's your right, isn't it? Yeah, but it would be mirrored to you. So it's like definitely left left side. Who knows? I started feeling it like literally once I was off work. So I'm like, either Stephanie's going to have a sore throat oh, yeah. <laughs> or somebody like one of my roommates, I'm going to figure it out, but I know yeah. it's not mine. <laughs> no, it's good. Good boundary knowing it's not yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Stephanie, thank you so, so much for coming on today. I yeah, really appreciate your time. Me. And I loved all of our topics. So thank you so much. And before you hop off, definitely plug yourself, let listeners know where they can find you on all the things. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of you for starting a podcast. So good job for doing this Thank you. Uh, and good job for asking people to be on your podcast. Cause I know that's also very hard, um, but you can find me. I'm medium in the middle everywhere. Medium in the middle podcast, medium in the middle on Instagram and Facebook, the medium in the middle.com. Come say hi. We stand and eat. We wear CrossFit sweaters. We sing. <laughs> it's a time. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thanks. Bye. Wow, what an awesome, awesome time it was getting to chat with Stephanie. Honestly, I have known that as soon as I started a podcast, I wanted her to come on as a guest because I actually found Stephanie's podcast at the very beginning of my development journey, which was only started a year ago. And honestly, listening to her story and all of her experiences were really reassuring to me that I wasn't going crazy and that I had valid feelings and that I was capable of doing this because it was only my wildest dreams to connect with spirit. And I never thought that I was good enough. And just hearing her share her story and all of her experiences really helped me. So I am so grateful that she was on the show today and I'm so excited that she really took a deep dive on the Akasha and Psyche. So I really, really encourage you guys to go check her page out, follow her on Instagram and try those things out for yourself. And I did not do updates at the beginning of the show. So I am going to pull a card for us now. Okay. Again, I'm pulling from Colette Baron Reed's Spirit Animal Oracle, and we got Stag Spirit. Take the lead. So let's read the message behind this. I love that this was the card we pulled after Stephanie's message for you, you all at the end was take control of your life and make the changes you want because nobody else is going to do it for you. So the book says, whether or not you have set your intention to lead, you may have found yourself suddenly called to step up to the forefront of your life. Stag spirit is a reminder that now is a time to heed the call to be sure, strong, and compassionate. Others will look to you and you have it within you to see through the eyes of stag spirit and walk with confidence as you take on the responsibilities that are yours now and model integrity in all that you do and in all your relationships. Be willing to see the best in others so that your compassionate heart keeps you on the right path. 
Stag Spirit wants you to know that your responsibilities now are to yourself too, for you are learning and developing new skills. The best in you is coming into view as you step forward with strength, knowing that Spirit supports you as you compassionately take the lead. You are a model for transformation now, sharing your experience, strength, and hope with others so they may grow and discover their best selves too. What a gift you are. Stay humble and authentic and walk your talk. For this is how a wise leader leads. Hmm. Very, very, very good card. Take the lead. Stay humble and authentic and walk your talk. For this is how a wise leader leads. Be the leader of your own life. That's what I keep hearing in my head. So... If anything, if you're in a leadership position, that's great. Take that message. But I feel like this is more being the leader of your own life. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And my DMs, my email are open for questions. My website is alexiseastintuitivehealing.com. And you can find me on Instagram at alexiseasthealing. I do virtual medium readings, Reiki sessions, and tarot card readings if you are interested in booking a session. Have a wonderful week and happy healing.